Nehemiah, her name is Tara. Everybody say, hey, Tara. Hey, Tara. Tara is a fantastic speaker. And you know what? Tara is so passionate about what God's will for not only her life, but your life is. And here's what I'm going to tell you. She's not going to let your whispers, she's not going to let your whispering and your talking or your phones get in the way of what God wants to speak through her right now. So what I'm going to ask you to do is listen. Because I tell you, if you let anything get in the way of what God wants to do through Tara, she's going to call you out. Don't make, don't make her do that. Okay, so y'all give a big round of applause for Tara. Awesome. Check, check. Carmela, are we good to go? I got nervous because I saw a blank screen. Hey, how are you guys doing? Woo! Yeah? We're super excited you guys are here. And um, as I've been preparing for today, I was trying to think back to the time I was your age. And that was a really, really long time ago. So let me do math real quick in my head. Uh, let's see. I'm 36, and I'm going back to when I was... Okay, so like 26 years ago, right? Like, totally just aged myself, and I just found a bunch of white hairs this week. And uh, But it's all good. And when I was your age, um, man, life was fun. And it was exciting. And it was awkward. And as fifth graders, you guys are in a time of transition. Transition is a really fancy word for change. You are in a time of change, and lots of things are changing for you. Your body's changing, your voice is changing, your friendship circle's changing. And I am so old that when I was your age, the WNBA didn't exist. I was the youngest of seven, and so there was a lot of pressure. And I had four older brothers, I had an older sister, and I had a twin sister. Don't worry, she looks nothing like me. And so everyone knew that I was like Davis number seven, right? Like, oh man, you're the one with the brother who dunks, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Hi, my name's Tara, nice to meet you, you know? Because if you live in someone else's shadow, it kind of gets annoying, right? They'd be like, oh man, you're so-and-so's sister, she's really smart, and I'm like, yeah, hi, my name is Tara with the B minus or the C plus, you know what I'm saying? And so I was just trying to find my own niche as an 11 year old and as the youngest of seven and my thing was basketball. I loved basketball. I had all the Michael Jordan stuff back in the day at McDonald's, man, the Happy Meal toys or Michael Jordan like buzzer beater clock thing time. Uh, it was like a stopwatch, Michael Jordan like cup. And I thought that just because I drank from a Michael Jordan cup, man, I was gonna be like Michael Jordan. And, and so I played basketball all the time and I would play with my brothers. And I played in Pee Wee League. And man, when I was eight, I was on the championship team. And we had these navy blue shirts with these red shorts that were way too short and way too small. And we were the gumballs. And I had not one, but eight coaches. And they were all from the local high school. And I thought I was the business because I played for the gumballs on Saturday mornings. I loved making layups. I loved missing layups. I loved going to the concession stand after every basketball game and getting a little Debbie snack cake, okay? And so that was my life. In, in, in fifth grade, I entered this competition, and it was like an individual skills and drills competition, okay? And so they wanted to test your ball handling skills. They wanted to test your speed, your agility, your ability to move quickly. They wanted to see how many baskets you could make in the shortest amount of time possible. And man, I wanted to win. And so every single night after dinner, after I did my chores, we didn't have a dishwasher, I was the dishwasher. 
And we didn't just leave the, the dishes in the sink to dry. We actually dried them with a towel and they got inspected. So if there was a drop, even if it's a drop of sweat because you like slave labor, like child labor, you know what I'm saying? And so we'd have to like redry and put it away. And so every night after that, I would go outside with my brother. And every single night for an entire year, I did 100 right-hand layups. I did 100 left-hand layups. I did 100 free throws. And there were nights I didn't want to do it because I was tired or I had homework. And I'm just like, man, forget the whole basketball dream. Like, I'll just be a doctor or something, you know? And my brother would be like, nope, come on, Taylor. We're going to do this. And he would help me. And so the competition went. It was like first local. And if you did good enough, you went on to like regional, right? And eventually I ended up in state. And when I was 11 years old, spring semester of my fifth grade year, I got third place in the state of Indiana. So I literally said, I'm well on my way to becoming the first female player in the NBA. Like, I was the business, right? And so I got all these trophies and these plaques, and it meant the world to me. Until one day, I happened to be at a birthday party. And not just any birthday party. It was the birthday party of my friend by the name of Harold. Everyone say, hello, Harold. Was in the middle and uh, on that picture, and Harold not only was having a birthday party, but Harold had a trampoline. Okay, now I've been like a butterball turkey my entire life, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just popped out of my mama's womb like a straight up bowling ball man. Okay, and then I like little snack cakes as a kid, and so it's just progressed. But here's what happened I'm jumping on a trampoline one day, that is not me, I've never moved like that or anything close. Like, I'm literally the butterball turkey that's just like, ba-boing, ba-boing, like jumping straight up and down, right? Like, I'm not doing flips. Like, I tried out for gymnastics, and they wouldn't let me join the gymnastics gym because I couldn't do a somersault on my own. <laughs> True story, unfortunately. So, as a fifth grader, like, I think I actually have something to offer the world because I did decent at basketball, right? Because otherwise, I'm like, total nerd, butterball turkey, can't do much, not that smart, right? So, I'm at Harold's birthday party. I'm on a trampoline, I'm jumping straight up and down, boing, boing, and then like I land funny. You know how like on a trampoline there's like tension in the spring? And so sometimes it can catch you off guard. Well like I came down and I don't know what came up, but something went wrong. And I was like, ooh, that kind of hurt. Like that does not feel normal. I don't know if I'm like being flexible for the first time in my life and that's what it feels like to be flexible, or I don't know if we got a real problem. But I walked around for a month, right? So I finally went to the doctor. I did the whole, we had little Olympics, but we called it like track and field day and like everyone got to participate. And my gym teacher put me with like the non-athletic kids so that I could win the sprint, you know? Like they were just trying to help a friend out. And I lost, like I couldn't even finish running because my leg hurt so bad. And so I finally went to the doctor's office. Now you guys know when you're in fifth grade, you're trying to figure things out. You're trying to figure out who you are. You're, you're trying to figure out what you want to look like, your style. You're trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up. You're, you're trying to figure out what you're going to do for, for extracurricular activities after school. You're trying to figure out what really matters to you in your life. Because you're not like a kid anymore, you know? Like you're growing up and you're getting older. And, and your mind begins to grow and your heart begins to grow and you begin to understand things in a new way. There's a lot of pressure on you as a fifth grader. And so when I hurt my leg and I couldn't finish the race, 
And, and I went to the doctor. I'll never forget what the doctor said. The doctor said, Tara, you've dislocated your hip. And I said, what? How? Like, I was just like boing, boing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't doing no crazy flip off the Empire State Building. Just like boing, boing, boing. And the doctor said, no, you dislocated your hip. The ball of your hip socket came out of the socket and it's lower. And had you waited one more day, one leg would have been shorter than the other. And I was crushed. My dreams to be a basketball star were just shattered. That's what I had. That, that's what I was aiming for. That, that's what I was going to do with my life, man. I was going to play basketball, and I was going to rep Jesus. And if junior high isn't awkward enough, here comes Butterball Turkey Tara on crutches. Man, that thing's digging into my armpits. I had surgery, and I had to like sleep in a rec uh, recliner for two months because I couldn't move one side of my lower body. I had to get help to sit on a toilet to get up from the toilet. Like, that's humiliating, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've been there, done that. Maybe one day it'll happen. I hope it doesn't. But that's, like, awkward, right? Like, junior high is hard enough. And then butterball turkey on crutches for the whole year. And people are like, what'd you do? I mean, it's not like I'm some athlete, right? Just look at my head. How? Oh, I was doing this incredible Olympic gymnastics spinoff triple hunchback, double back, flip back, whatever. You know, like I was just on a trampoline at Harold's birthday party. That's what happened. So I had surgery and they went in and they put these really long pins in my hip. They were like eight inches long. They didn't even put it back in place because, well, I don't need to explain that, but they just went in and put pins in. And the, the deal was this, those pins would be in my hip for one year so that the bone would solidify in place. And then I went back for the next year. So I said, okay, I've only not played basketball for a year. I'm still in this thing. I can work hard. I can get back to what I want to do. And I can, be, I can play in the NBA. And so I went back after my surgery, after I went through all that, and I went back for my checkup, ready to be released to try out for basketball in junior high. And the doctor said, Tara, you've dislocated your other hip. I'm sorry. I said, are you kidding me? I know, that's what I said. This is a true story. I wish I were lying, but... I said, okay. It is so, I dislocated the, the, the exact same thing happened to my other hip. And so I went and I had a second surgery. And I was back on crutches for a second year. And they put pins in and they waited for the bones to solidify. And they left the pins in the other. And after two years, I had my third surgery. And they went in and they, put the pin, or they took the pins out. My bones were solidified. And I'll never forget what my doctor told me after surgery. I was now 12 or 13 in middle school. Two years of my life, I couldn't walk, I couldn't run, I couldn't play ball, my dream was shattered. And the doctor said, Tara, good luck. You'll never be active again. You now have the hips of an 80-year-old. And I was crushed. I was devastated. Because I didn't understand. I didn't understand if God was good and if he really loved me. I spent my entire life going to church, man. I trusted Jesus when I was eight years old. I was going to spend my life serving him and, and repping him on the basketball court. And just like that, my dream was shattered. And I had a choice. Either I was going to allow this situation to draw me closer to God, to help me trust God more, or it was going to make me bitter and angry towards God. I chose the first. This is what I said. I said, God... You're more important than basketball. And you're more important than my dreams. 
and I trust you. Would you help me? So that third year, I try out for basketball. Man, I busted my tail. And I sprinted, and I worked hard, and I prayed every day before practice. And I'll never forget, after a week of tryouts, you know, we had to, like, go to the coach's office, and they had to print out of who made the cut, right? Team A, Team B, then, like, Team Loser. And my name, my name wasn't on either list. And I had to go face my coaches, and they had to say, Tara, we're sorry but you just don't have what it takes. And in the most awkward season of my life as a junior hire, trying to figure out who I am and what I'm doing with my life, chasing a dream, everything is shattered. And when I was in junior high, I trusted Jesus with that. I did. I went on to play college ball. I sat the bench the entire time, but whatever. I got a pair of shoes out of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a team picture. And, and I've played a little bit of indoor soccer here and there, but you know what? Every single day, every step that I take hurts because my hips hurt. And that's no one's fault. Is it God's fault that I was at Harold's birthday party on the trampoline and, and this thing happened? No. But here's what happens in your life. And this is what I'm trying to tell you guys. This is what I want you to get. You have a choice. You have a choice if you will trust Jesus or not. And I hate to break it to you. Most of you probably already know this. But there are going to be things that happen in your life that just suck. And they're terrible and they're hard and they hurt. And it seems like God doesn't answer your prayers the way that you want him to. But you have a choice whether or not you will trust Jesus. You have a choice. I've got some scriptures I want to share with you guys and we'll wrap up. 2 Timothy 4.12 Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight Jeremiah 17 7 through 8 but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence is in him they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream it does not fear when he comes its leaves are always green it has no worries in a year of drought, and it never fails to bear fruit. Psalm 9:10. Those who know your name, God, they trust in you. For you have never forsaken those who seek you. Romans 15:13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, that's you and me. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admi admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You know, I never got to grow up and be the star basketball player. 
As a matter of fact, I grew up to be the last one picked. When I played in college, you know when I got to play? When our team was losing by like 70 points, I was one of those. Maybe you can relate to that, I don't know. But you know what? I trust Jesus. I do, because he loves me. And he cares about me. And you know what? He cares about my story. He cares about my broken dream. And he cares about yours. And I have no doubt in my mind that the things that some of you go through are way more traumatic than my stupid little dislocated hips, 80-year-old grandma hips. Shoot, I can't wait to see when I'm 80. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be rocking one of those scooters. Y'all see the commercial and the lady's like zipping. She got the flag. It's like, zoom. And they show her like in the Grand Canyon. She like doing 360s right on the edge, right? And they're like, you can enjoy life again. Well, y'all watch your TV in 30 years. That's probably going to be me. But here's the point I want to leave with you guys, and then we're going to be done. I was once your age, and I get it. There's a lot of pressure on you. These next few years will be some of the most challenging, most fun years of your life. But you get a choice as to how that plays out. It's easy to say thank you to Jesus when things are going well. But it's really hard to say thank you to Jesus when things aren't going well. You have a choice if you will trust Jesus or not. We may not always understand the way our stories play out. But this is, this is the beauty of it. This is the power. Are you ready? You get a choice. You get a choice. And so I try not to complain about my hips. I, you know, I, I try not to let those doctor's words limit me. I've, I've played indoor soccer. I, I can't really play, <laughs> but I'll try, you know. I, I'll try to be active. I'll, I'll try to do the things that I want to do. But I have a choice. And I can be bitter and angry and resentful and grumble and complain. And I can have a hard heart and be like, some good God you are. Psh, you let my dream fall apart, right? Or I can trust him. Here's what that looks like for me. Every day I get a choice. Man, God, thank you for waking me up today. God, thank you that you gave me two legs. I have two legs today and I can walk. God, thank you that you gave me a brain and a mind to understand things I can learn. God, thank you that I can talk, that, that I have clear speech, that you gave me eyes to see, that I have two hands, that I have a house to live in. God, thank you that I have clothes on my back and I've got shoes on my feet and I've got clean water to drink. God, thank you that I have a house of faith and that there's a church I can go to and that there's people that love me. God, thank you that house of faith loves me. And that's how your story changes. That's the power of a choice. Because of your story, because instead of your story saying this, woe is me, poor me, my dream was shattered, I have the hips of an 80-year-old, my family hates me, my parents fight, nobody loves me, guess I'll go eat worms. The power of a choice, the power of trusting. When you choose to trust Jesus, your story changes and it becomes this. Jesus, thank you that you love me. Jesus, thank you that you are for me and not against me. Jesus, thank you that you have a plan for my life. Jesus, thank you that you work everything out to the good for me. You have a choice. And you will either trust Jesus with every detail of your life or you won't. We've taught all of you a lot of things from the Bible over the years. Heroes of the faith. Man, David and Goliath, he took out that giant man. 
Abraham. Abraham waited a long, long time for his son. And God finally gave Abraham a son. And then God's like, Abraham, I want you to give your son back to me. And you guys know the story. Abraham and Isaac went on a hike. And Isaac said, uh, Dad, did we forget the sacrifice? Having no clue that he was a sacrifice. And it wasn't until Abraham laid his precious son on the altar and he had the knife raised that God stopped him and said, there's a ram in the bush for you. Thank you for trusting me. Noah, God asked Noah to build a ridiculous sized boat. There was no Lowe's, there was no home improvement store, there was no Home Depot, there was no power tools, there was no electricity, there was no YouTube tutorials. And God said, Noah, build this boat and build it really big. And then he didn't stop there. God is like, uh, get two of every kind of animal. I would have been like, uh, no thanks on the snakes and flies and spiders part, right? Like, I ain't, I ain't bringing two mosquitoes up on this boat. You tripping, Lord? No, thank you. But Noah had a choice, just like you have a choice. And Noah chose to trust God. So here's my question for you. As you transition from fifth grade to sixth grade, from elementary to middle school, Will you choose to trust Jesus in all things? I want you to think about it before you answer. Will you choose to trust Jesus with the deepest things of your heart? With your broken dreams? With your disappointments? Will you choose to trust Jesus when he asks you to do something ridiculous? Because listen, he will. Everyone close your eyes, bow your head. If you will choose to trust Jesus in all things. On the days when things are good and on the days when things are hard. If you will choose to trust Jesus as you go from being a 5th grader to a 6th grader. And from elementary to middle school. If you will choose to trust Jesus. Just raise your hand. Take your hand, put it over your heart. Say Jesus. No, I want you to say it like you mean it. Say Jesus. I want to trust you in all things. Jesus, you know my life. You know my story. You know the really awesome moments. And you know the really hard moments. And I want to trust you. I want to be like Abraham and Noah. David. I want to be quick to obey. I want to hear your voice louder than the others. I want to be everything you created me to be. Jesus, I choose you. I choose to trust you. Write my story however you want to. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving my family. Thank you for choosing me. In Jesus' name, amen.